Hey, it's the Time Pals podcast. Brett the Portman Baker here with Mikey underscore. You mean you had to use your hands? That's like a baby's toy. Welcome to the Time Pals podcast, everyone. I'm Brett the Portman Baker here with Michael underscore. Today we have a guest with the show. Today we have Shadow Spartan. You can find him on a lot of the platforms, YouTube mainly, uh, Twitch as well. Shadow uh, I, I do have an account. Uh, yep. And uh, do you do? And you do most uh, mostly gaming content. Yeah. Right? right now on YouTube, usually at the end of each month, like some old game that I used to play. And I'll play through it and talk about it, my feelings for it, and any funny moments that might have like. So that's at least once a month I try to release that retrospective. And then now I've got for this season of League of Legends a series called Rising from Iron. So I was at the bottom of the ranking. I'm trying to see how high can I go by the end of the season. Wow, yeah. I don't know League what any of, of those words mean. Yeah, I was about to say League of Legends is a game. I've heard all three words in succession before but i've never checked out the game i just know i know it's in the uh i know it's in the lexicon you know like i've heard it all together but i just never really well you got a fan right now i'm gonna check it out all right (laughs) cool (laughs) honestly i like your last uh what was it shadows of the empire or something like that that was a really good one because i was oh i love shadows of the empire i love that game i I didn't even own an n64 one of my best friends in middle school did and when that game came out, like I was over at his house all the freaking time just for that. I thought it was amazing. Like I, I'm like, there's never gonna be like these characters are never gonna look more real. You know what I mean? Like there's there's never gonna be <laughs> better sound ever. Yeah, like it's gonna, there's no way, man. This is the fucking future. Now everything is photorealistic, but back then, like barely like their you know action hero looking dude. This is it's everything is static and doesn't move, and I'm like, this is real. Uh, so what are we talking about today, gentlemen? Shadow Spartan, I'm sure you've so got let's something. go back to 2007. <laughs> go back to 2007 when Halo 3. You guys remember Halo 3? So Halo 3, yeah. I actually owned an Xbox 360, of all fucking things. Like I, I remember we used to play Rock Band all the time. Our whole thing was yeah. we'd get drunk, we'd invite other people to get drunk, they wouldn't drink as much as us, and yet we were just there trying to like play on plastic instruments long into the night. But Halo 3 was something that we busted out every now and again, for sure. Halo was a game I never... Yeah, Halo 3 was... I remember playing Halo 3 on 360. I had gotten a 360 from, uh, from an old roommate of mine. But before that, I remember I used to work at KB Toys in the, in the Sun Valley Mall in my area. And right next to that was the Electronics Boutique. Do you remember the Electronics Boutique? That was the name of the, one of the video games. There was only, there was another video game store in the mall, but that was the one that was, they always had one video game store on one side and the one on the other. And so I was right next to there. And they brought in, I remember they brought in two big flat screen TVs for the Christmas season when I was working there. And the new game was Halo and the new system was Xbox. And I remember when the mall would close, they the guys that the video games would have us come over from KB Toys and we'd play Halo for the rest of the night, you know, while the mall was closed. And I'm like, I was like, I thought to myself, I wasn't a big FPS guy. And I thought, well, what's the big deal? It's just a first person shooter. 
and you play Halo for the first time and you're like, this this stuff is pretty dang good. <laughs> you know what it was, honestly, for me, is everything moved so fast and smooth and like the connection yeah. was great. Like because the three six had its own servers. So like everything was it was right the fuck on, even though I was terrible. But Halo was such like ingrained. I I have a friend of mine who he had a fiance around that time period and he wanted to do his bachelor party as a land party where we would all play oh, halo damn. yeah i mean it's fucking <laughs> dumb but it, at the same time uh, right and i i said <laughs> no respectfully and i was right because they broke up and they didn't get married he married somebody else years later but at that time i'm like that he was selling it like this is a thing and this is you know we should all get together and land party this and, da, 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 and we can get drunk and i'm like we do that shit now you know what I mean? I don't have to. I don't have to celebrate your marriage that way, man. You know, but at, at the same time, you could see the excitement in his face. Like, I'm gonna get married. This is my last day to do this kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, Halo was everywhere. I mean, like most of my friends, high school, it was as soon as like you got home, everyone hop on Xbox Live, and we'd all be playing either campaign and co-op or matchmaking, or we'd be on Forge mode. Did you guys ever try to make your own maps? Just trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah I, there's no way I would. I, I thought have the you mean teabagging, right? Because that was where that. I mean, Halo's where teabagging was invented. Right? I feel like once everybody left our house after playing Rock Band, we would just basically try to teabag each other. Yeah, you had to show dominance <laughs> in the game. Exactly. Oh no, 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 you had to show dominance you know, on the drum set playing Sweet Emotion for the eighth thousandth time. <laughs> Mike, Mikey, when he drinks, he gets very kissy. <laughs> yeah so forge mode <laughs> yeah i mean because it's crazy to think bungie their idea for forge mode was just people are just going to go in and just maybe change the weapons around or something vehicles maybe they had like a couple of objects that you could maybe put around to like block just certain doorways maybe to change the map just a little bit but i guess a couple months in people were like taking as much as they could and actually trying to create like certain like small maps within the maps. And pretty soon people are saying, Hey Bungie, we want something just a big open space and give us a bunch of objects so we can actually like design our own maps. So when the first DLC that came out, which was the heroic map pack, they at least had one map uh, that was like an open hanger that kind of gave people that ability to do that. And I remember uh, my friend Alex and I, we made like a almost a four-story four like building, and it was just going to be a hide-and-seek map. And oh my god, we played awesome. for months playing hide-and-seek on this map and just having like the <laughs> time of our lives trying to find everybody. Oh, we, we'd get like ten people into this, and it'd be one person with an energy sword, everyone else would be active camoed, and they would try and hide somewhere. The Seeker would have his radar, so he at, he at least could see kind of in the general area where they were, but you wouldn't know, are they above you or below you? And, yeah. <laughs> so many it's fun so moments. so simple and so, so fun. Like, it reminds me of, like, you know, like, middle school or high school when you just go to, like, a parking lot that was empty, and you play hide-and-seek there, you know? Like it's just something simple like that, dude. You're like, that's it, it. It needs to be simple, and we can do this for 
as long as we can, you know. Exactly. That's that's perfect. Yeah. And so yeah. this is we're getting into our, uh, uh, I say our character, the guy that came up with what I'm what I'm going to talk about is Mr. Sark, is his name. Are you actually familiar with him from YouTube at all? Sark. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. He uh yeah he used to be on G4. You guys watched G4 back in the day. Yep. Before it got its rebranding on YouTube. Yeah, I've I've seen a few uh, episodes of the rebrand, and you know it's fine. And X Play you know? was definitely the the best show at oh, that yeah. time. It's like, oh, cool, a, a show dedicated to gamers. Absolutely, X Play was my jam. Absolutely, yeah. And Seth was our our San Francisco guy, man. I, I've, oh, I've yeah. known a lot of people that we used to run into him at all that. San Francisco, all the expos out there, you know, super yeah, cool. Yeah, so Sark started on X-Play, and I'm not too sure, like, specifically what he, like, did. If he was just, you know, part of the crew, just like, oh, play this game, review it kind of thing, or maybe write a script, how I imagine. But that's basically where he started. And then a fun fact I stumbled across was when he was in college, him and some roommates, they actually started a secret fight club in their house they saw the movie fight club and they decided to start their own secret fight club what the... <laughs> in their house oh my god can you imagine like how many i i can't but in your house though that's just it's just i just yeah, just invite a bunch of people over and it's like all right we're gonna you know one-on-one -on -one and just beat the crap out of each other <laughs> the only term that goes across my head is property damage and that would immediately be like, maybe we should move this to the, the parking lot where we were playing high and seek in. Maybe we should do the fight club there. <laughs> you guys want to have a land party for my bachelor party? <laughs> and I'm like, so, no, we're doing a fight club. So the first rule is... Oh, oh, right, right, about that's right why now. you guys are shirtless. Oh. <laughs> you ever see that shirt that says... Uh, the first rule of Fight Club: you don't talk. The second rule of Fight Club: don't talk about Fight Club. And then my favorite: it says, and rule number three: have fun and try your best. <laughs> yeah. So, Sark, with the release of this heroic map pack, decided just for fun he's going to create like his own little obstacle course, and that's where the name Sarkathon came from. And it's just a simple kind of. You've got like a, I think the game type is like racing. So you got to hit these certain checkpoints. But of course, the checkpoints are usually going to be in a specific spot where there might be like a sniper up there and you got to like shoot certain targets and then go to the next one where you've got to take the gravity hammer. And when you jump up in the air and you get to your highest point, you then use the hammer to give you just that little extra boost to get to the next high point. Just these very specific things to do to accomplish this and they made a video about how to you know to enter into this contest and the person with the fastest time is going to get i believe it was either a g4 t-shirt or an x-play t-shirt that was their grand prize wow what a grand prize <laughs> yeah we're running <laughs> through this thing and i i had never heard about it at the time but Apparently, I guess it was a big thing that even Bungie themselves had heard about it. 
exposure is the real prize then that's dope i think it was like six or seven months later bungie releases their next dlc pack the legendary map and they then approach sark and say to him hey that that sarkathon thing you had was really popular in the community everyone was talking about it we would be willing to have the grand prize of giving the player recon armor are you guys familiar with recon armor uh, I am not. No, so, what is recon armor? So recon armor, at least at that time, you would only ever see Bungie employees wearing or like Rooster Teeth. If you remember those guys from Red vs. Blue, I think they were given yeah. recon armor. Um, I'm a big Funhouse fan, so yeah, I know all about Rooster Teeth. <laughs> yeah, and like any other kind of people like that in the in the community that would make really popular like halo videos or something one what was it rb and the chief he got recon armor digital fear i think his name was so unless you were you know really popular you made something that got bungie's attention you would get recon armor another funny fact was a guy got recon armor from getting a splatter kill with a traffic cone during a matchmaking game and bungie just thought it was so hilarious so they gave the guy recon armor and on one of my old videos on my YouTube channel, I think it was like me and my friends, best moments from Halo 3. In there, one of my friends, Alex, also got a kill with the traffic cone. And we were like telling him, like, dude, you need to contact Bungie and tell him you got a kill with the traffic cone. Maybe they'll give you recon armor. <laughs> Just to kind of show recon armor was like the holy grail. Like, if you got your hands on that, you were like royalty. You were like the paladin in medieval times or something. Now, is, is this recon armor, is this like uh, in the game or is this like a physical, mm -hmm. like a it's, swag? Uh, it's an armor set that, uh, I can't remember if it was like eight or nine different helmets you could select for Halo 3 that you could unlock and, and get. But recon, Bungie had to give it to you. So if you saw someone in there, they had to be somebody famous or something unique that Bungie themselves were like, here, we're giving you this armor. Wow. Or you can get a t-shirt. Yeah. So oh, yeah, you could just get the shirt. <laughs> you could get an Attack of the Show t-shirt. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that has, it doesn't say Halo or anything on it. That would be my move. Well, so what, what exactly is different visually with the recon armor? That's, that's the one. So obviously, if you picture in your head, you know the classic Halo armor. It's green. You know what I mean? It's all angular, the, the gold visor and stuff like that. What? How would you know you're looking at somebody with recon armor? I mean, it's just, it's that distinct that you could see it a mile away and you'd be like, oh, that's recon armor. And so it's just that status symbol is really just what made it worth. Or you can get an autograph. To live but yeah, you just get used to seeing all the other helmets that you're like, oh man, that guy's got recon. Yeah, I better teabag him quick. <laughs> yeah. Probably some people, they thought like, well, they must be really good at the game. But I mean, it's. Recon armor doesn't necessarily translate to skill. No, no, no. If, if your only criteria is killing somebody with a traffic cone, that's something that I might accidentally do. <laughs> but I mean, that, I mean, the odds of that happening. And plus, my friend, he was just like running away and he just chucked the grenade and just the, the stars align that, hey, this traffic cone's right next to this explosive. And then, boom, it somehow created enough force that it killed the player. 
Yeah, that that's my my big question is on the recon armor is that if you saw somebody in game with the with the armor, were you more accustomed to think, oh wow, this guy's kind of like an elite player, or were you more accustomed to think, oh they they you know he must be famous because they gave him this armor, more or less. Uh, I, I, w- I would say it's more like meeting a celebrity, like being nin- ninja getting to play with Drake on Fortnite or something. Oh wow! Like, oh okay. snap! He's he's with you know. Or oh man, I'm with or against someone with recon armor. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is the Sarkathon that I heard about, and when I heard that was the grand prize, well, it's like, well, I, I I'm gonna at least give it a shot, just see. Now this one was obviously since that's the prize, they're gonna make it. Sark is gonna make it a little bit tougher. So on the show when they announce it, you got to go to Bungie.net and download. The, the the uh game type and then he also has a recording of what you need to do in it he'll like show you pick up this the spartan laser you got to shoot this hornet thing you got to go here here and then it's the end of the obstacle course didn't seem too bad when you watch it but the twist to it this time was he scattered around all the grenades there's eight of them somewhere on the map but he doesn't tell you where so you've got to go into forge mode. You got to look around and see if you can find the grenades. And once you kind of plan out your route, once you collect them all and then get to the finish line, then whoever has the fastest time, that's going to be the winner and get the recon armor. And there is the 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 one part that really like slows you down. There's a grenade inside. I think it was avalanche, the snow map. And in the middle, there's like this pit, um, and there's a gir- one of the grenades was like at the top of like the ceiling, and there's a bunch of gravity lifts that you can pick up, and so obviously you're like, oh, you just got to throw one down, throw another one above it, so you can get up there to get it, but it just takes a really long time to set it all up and get them in the right spot to get it, which will cost you like a whole minute or two, which is a long, long time. This is sounding like a Mario Maker, <laughs> you know. How, how many people actually tried for this one? This is the first Sarkathon, I'm guessing. No, this is the second one. Okay, how many people actually applied? I'm actually not sure how many. I'm sure if I go to like uh, Bungie.net, maybe find. A... Yes, are, we, are we talking like thousands? Or it had to be like thousands, especially with recon armor on the line. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Sark is telling his viewers, right, that this is happening, right? Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when they, when they show it on X Play, saying, like, hey, Halo players, do, do you want recon? Here you go. Oh, okay. So it was actually like, like on Front Street on all of their, their social channels. So, yeah, oh, I yeah. can see announcing this to everybody. I mean, it's crazy enough that you actually get a hold of, or Bungie comes to you and says, hey, this was really cool. Here, we're going to make this extra special for you guys. Yes. A screensaver's coffee mug is the new title. It's the new trophy. Mm-hmm. I'd actually compete for a screensaver's coffee mug, I think. Okay. So out of curiosity, did you ever compete in any contests or anything like that, Brett? Like in terms of like, I'm going to try to win something. Um, I feel I think I did one Call of Duty contest back in the day, and and the uh, 
in the Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare days. That's how far back I probably the last time I competed. Um, and then Shadow, you don't know, but the the pretty much the only game I play that I make might play with me all the time is uh, Dead by Daylight. So yeah, the next tournament I enter is definitely going to be a Dead by Daylight tournament. Even though I'm not saying I'm really good at it, I'm actually been all, it's all I play, and I've been playing for years. And I wouldn't give myself above intermediate player, <laughs> but you know, it's it's still my favorite game. So you know. But yeah, for the next tournament I enter is is it would definitely be. Yeah, a I never. Tournament. It wasn't any of those things that I've ever thought about doing. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. like if there's tens. Like I'm the reverse of you guys. Like you guys see tens upon tens of thousands of people entering. You're like, oh, I'm gonna challenge myself. I see that shit and I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not gonna do any of this. I don't care how many armors you give me. I don't. Yeah, it just is. I, I'm the reverse. It's like, yeah, that's that sounds like a lot of work. If, and if it doesn't cost it. me any money to get in there, or it doesn't cost me really any anything really, I, I'm like, I, if I if I just have a fair shot at winning something, like, whatever, I'll go in there. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a you know. Yeah, that, it... That's what I thought with the Sarkathon too. Thought like, oh, you know, give it a try, and then once you see it, you're like, oh yeah, this seems possible, and tried to do my best time and sent it to X Play, and was like, okay, let's see. Sure, there's somewhere on YouTube you could probably watch the winner of. I know I saw Sarkathon three, which we'll get to in a moment. That the the winner of that contest he uh, had posted the time, and you just you'd be like, "Whoa, that guy must have ran that course like a thousand times." So spot on. But that's pretty much, I'm sure, what happened with the winner. That he just nailed everything perfectly. But that was the main thing. Was as I said with the gravity lifts. All he did was, when he got there, he would just shoot the Spartan laser, which would knock the grenade. It, it could go anywhere, and just this one time it happened to land near him so he could easily pick it up, saving him so much time. And it's just, it's crazy stuff like that that you just go, eh, that's why I'm never going to be that good as a pro, where you just know, oh, if I just do this, boom, easy. So then what was like the actual like time and stuff? Like What was the the pro time like what did he actually do to win i mean he just had the fastest time but i'm not sure but what it was did you know what the oh, okay so like what's impressive then so did he do this whole thing in under like what three minutes uh yeah i'm not sure i'd have to go look do you remember the guy's uh, yeah. name the one the second one <laughs> i'd have to go let's see it's, it's not a big deal i just i just it wanted to, so it wasn't like an issue. It wasn't a situation where it was like a guy who's well known for being one of the top players. Or no, yeah, I, I was mostly curious to see like what the actual, you know, what what's impressive, right? Like it's if it's if everybody's clearing it in like let's say seven minutes and somebody clears it in three, like that's insane to me. Sometimes you just you you have it stuff like that. So what was what was your time? Ah man, it was so long ago. I imagine. Probably was like a whole minute, like over the fastest time. Uh, gotcha. gotcha. Here's a question for you. <laughs> is is there a currently is there a a Halo player or a a couple of Halo players right now that are considered like the Billy Mitchell of Halo? You know, like Billy Mitchell and Donkey Kong. Like, is there guys that are like, oh, he he's heads and shoulders above the rest, right? Uh. Like right now, 
or even like in right, right now Legend. i don't yeah. really follow halo so i i wouldn't really know or is there a couple of legends throughout the years even you know like like with fortnite and ninja kind of stuff like that you know i mean all i know is like uh ninja was i guess around that time for halo and call of duty it it seemed like if you if you were a good first person shooter you were playing halo you were playing call of duty all the the popular games so these names mean absolutely nothing to me but i'm gonna say them and if they mean anything to you people fucking just shout it out what so you mean you people one, yeah I, you know what i mean by you people <laughs> so there's there's Italians. Halo players um <laughs> So the top ranking Halo players for Halo 3 of all time, somebody named, his player ID was Elamite. His real name is Kyle Elam, and he made, uh, looks like $80,000 total with an overall, I think for some, so it says from Game League, and then overall total with Halo, $176,000. And he's still living off it to this day, right? Uh, the next guy is Fear Itself. Um, his name is Justin Katz. He made a grand total of $166,000. And then the third person um, is Pistola. His player name, his real name is Justin DC. Um, and it looks like you're never going to fucking guess this, but his overall, I, I'm assuming, lifetime uh, Halo winner is $394,000. So people were, I mean, that's a shit ton of shirts. That's a shit ton of X play yeah. shirts. Olivia Munn autographed napkins. Yeah. Especially since that was still like kind of the early days of MLG was really becoming more of the the competition that everyone wanted to be a part of was MLG. I don't know if you know this, but do people, uh, so like certain games, like, you know, League of Legends is a good example, but it doesn't matter how old it is. People still go to it. Does do people still go to Halo Three? Does, is that still popular the same way like a lot of old Street Fighter ones? Or you'll still see them in tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, well, I know for the original like Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, it was actually recently, last couple of years, they finally shut down the Halo Three servers. So if, if you try to go back to Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty and play, you can't play it online uh, on Xbox Live anymore. But it's, I think it, it has to do with uh, they did uh, the Master Chief Collection. They released it on uh, PC and uh, oh. back when, or was it Xbox One or whatever that they released way back years ago, the Master Chief Collection. So they're just assuming everybody's playing Halo 3 on the newer generation of consoles or they're on PC. There's no point in having the Xbox 360 server. Right. It's kind of like what they do with Call of Duty uh, when they re released uh, Modern Warfare for playstation 4 okay so about a whole year later goes by and bungie releases their third map pack the mythic map pack so naturally sark comes back to make a third Sar sarcathlon and this time they're going to go extra special and they're going to take the top three fastest times and those three people are going to get recon armor but if you're number one you're going to get an Xbox 360 Elite, a copy of Halo 3, and a copy of Fable 2. But what about the recon armor? Yeah, they still get the recon armor. I, I just oh, thought it was you... funny. You get you get this bundle in a box that's, well, I already have an Xbox 360. You get the Xbox 360 Elite, which I don't know specific, like, if it had updated, you know, hardware on it or if it had a bigger hard drive or 
Right. I, wasn't it just a hard drive? That's a good question. I don't remember now. Yeah, like it's a bigger one. Yeah. No, like I think it was a, it was supposed girl. to be smaller is what it was. That was like the big sell point when they I remember I think it was at E3, Microsoft, you know, they they lifted up the Xbox 360 and they show, "Oh, look, our Xbox 360 Elite is smaller." You know what? I remember what it is now. The Xbox 360 Elite was came in black. And it was black. And that was like the big that was like one of the big selling points was it was a black Xbox. <laughs> like you don't get more storage space, it's just smaller and black. oh i'm sure you did get more storage space i don't know how much more but I, I i do remember that it was that's how they differentiated it it was a black console with a black controller as opposed to all you know, obviously the gray and white no the problem was is you couldn't take your xbox 360 hard drive because it was a big chunk i don't know how to describe it just it was a big hard drive it wasn't something that you could just take off and put it on your Xbox 360 Elite. You had to use that new hard drive. So all that, you know, say all your saved games, your achievements, everything are on that old hard drive. So you'd have to start all over again on a new so, uh, thanks, console. Thanks for giving me something to flip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for giving me, what, Halo 2 and Indiana Jones Legos or whatever the fuck you said. I think there was the the Avatar, the video game, The Last Airbender. It was like regarded as like the easiest uh, game to get. They had like three or five achievements or something. It was the easiest one thousand gamer score to get back when achievements was, I guess, a big deal to people. Oh yeah, I had a friend from high school that would be like, "Yeah, I've got the most gamer score," and then he looks at me and goes, "Dang it! Oh man, that's making me think." We could do a whole episode on uh, what's his name, who used to have the record for. Uh... Oh, I mentioned it earlier, Billy Mitchell. I mentioned his name. Yeah, earlier. Billy Mitchell. No, God, we could do a whole episode yeah, on that because that's a whole damn crazy story. With just we him. don't have to because they made a movie. Yeah, <laughs> the King of Kong. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, man. we watched it, and then uh, Mikey, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, then we bought his hot sauce. Oh, Billy Mitchell was right. most of the movie uh, peddling his hot sauce, and so me and Mike as a goof bought it, and we when we got it and we tasted it, and surprisingly, it was really good. It <laughs> might have been the best thing he's ever done. We were like, "Holy crap!" I was. I remember we were both like, "I was." This was a goof, but like, I'm totally gonna use this all the time. No, remember when we bought Jr.'s barbecue sauce? Stuff and it wasn't too. bad. It wasn't bad. I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't say the same for the uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail Ale, though. Man, that's no, that was disgusting. We had a box of that shit. We couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue on. Where are we at? Oh yeah. I, sorry, I keep digressing too. Did, did uh, Halo also have a hot sauce? I forget what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> no, they had the the Mountain Dew with the. Ah, you remember that? Yeah, that's what they had. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah, Sarkathon three. It was much more. How should I describe it? Much more linear. It's like a simple track that you just follow. But there's, of course, tricky moments where you got to set off a certain explosion to have grenade have the grenades that you're looking for appear, basically. So it's a little more complicated in some areas. A lot more skill based. There's even one where you have to like you basically drive the vehicle off the ramp but you need to jump off like at the right time so it propels you 
at the end of the track kind of thing. When I watch the video, I'm like, screw this. It's not worth <laughs> day in, day out practicing, seeing if I could actually get this for recon. So I, I skipped this one. But, Plus uh, by the third one, you're now like 29. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how I'm many like, more of these do you want to do? Do I really need the recon armor? I'm fine the way I look. But uh, yeah, you can look on YouTube if you type in Sarkathon 3 and they got the, the the winning run on there if you want to check it out and see. It's it's insane. It's, again, one of those you're going to look at and like, this guy's a speedrunner. He's got to be. Um, but yeah, so winner gets that Xbox 360 Elite bundle. Um, then the top three winners got their recon. So... Yeah, a couple months later, they then released their final map pack for Halo 3. And of course, they named it Mythic 2 Map Pack. I don't know why they couldn't come up with something original. Everything else had heroic, legendary, mythic. Mythic 2! <laughs> mythic At least 2. Something. Mythic harder. <laughs> but, uh. Live yeah, free or so... mythic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, of course, it's, for the new a new map pack, they had to have another Sarkathon for a fourth one. Now, at this time... So it was Sarkathon 4 featuring Mythic 2? I wonder if it was. It was kind of like, uh, hey guys, to celebrate, we're also going to have a Sarkathon. Um, but this time, everyone was wondering, what's the grand prize going to be? Because at this time... Bungie decided we're going to be able to let everyone have recon. You had to complete these challenges called Vidmaster Challenges. It was four challenges on Halo 3 and four challenges on Halo 3 ODST. Um, they're usually pretty I simple. I all about ODST. That's right. <laughs> that whole game. It, obviously, yeah, but... it, was, it was to get people to get Halo 3 ODST. Go get that game, and you can then have that recon armor that you know you've always wanted for Halo Three. So now so it's, it's almost a participation award. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not as prestigious anymore because now you just had to complete these challenges. For the most so they're part, now they like were... thousands and thousands of people in recon armor, so nobody's special. Pretty much, you pretty soon just saw, oh look, recon, recon, recon. Everyone was wearing recon. See, difference between me and you—that's how you get me back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and what was it? One of the challenges was actually, I would say, a challenge because you needed three friends to play with. You had to go and play the last level of Halo 3 in four player co op on the hardest difficulty with the Iron Skull activated, which made it so checkpoints were farther and fewer between. So if one person died, you had to restart to whatever was the last checkpoint. You really had to coordinate and work really well to get that challenge. But once you had all those challenges, you unlocked recon armor. So for Sarkathon 4, everyone was wondering, like, well, what's the big deal? Everyone can get recon armor now. So, Sark surprises everybody by saying, Bungie has agreed they're going to set your head on fire. At Excuse that me? point... <laughs> right? So... 
at this t- at I mean, since Halo Three had come out, the only way you could tell if you were playing with a Bungie employee was if it looked like their helmet was on fire. It's actually a chess piece that that you put on, and it's just like a little flame effect where their head is supposed to be, so it looks like they're on fire. And only Bungie employees had this. So if I you were feel in a like game, this is what happens when you don't want to give your employees raises, and they're just like, well, we're just going to give you this one graphic. Yeah, guess what? Yeah. You're not special anymore. Well, and what's even funnier is the rumor was uh, the actor, Nathan Fillion. You guys know him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Firefly. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, from Firefly. Um, he, he voiced one of the characters in Halo 3 ODST. So oh. it's rumored that Bungie gave him the, that flaming uh, armor piece for Halo 3. So he was the... Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. But that was why it was a rumor because, well, there was no way to prove it because... He doesn't play it, at least as far as we know. But uh, so that was the big surprise was like, wait, what? You could be the only non-Bungie employee with this flaming helmet. That That's quite a grand prize, I will say. If you were into Halo 3, that was now like the ultimate goal. It, it Well, people would probably worship you. You'd be like, oh, it's a Bungie employee. You'd be yeah. the only person going like, well, actually, I'm not. But yeah, did you did you ever run into? A contest. Did you ever run into anybody with the flaming helmet? I never did. In uh, all the years I played Halo Three, never once did I run into someone with that flaming head. One wow. of my friends did have a video clip of him playing in a game with someone with the the recon and the flaming head. So he's like, "Hey, I got to." He he had on his file share that everyone can look at see like whatever you want to show screenshots or whatever and he just had that on there saying you know flaming head so to him it was like a big deal to be like hey i played with a bungee employee on my team that's that's, honestly with that level of of, uh rarity it is a big deal yeah yeah that certainly is yeah but i have no idea what that course was like i don't know what was special about it because by that time this is like 2009 2010 so by then, we've already moved on to Modern Warfare 2 or World at War or whatever Call of Duty was at that time. Moving on to other games, so Halo wasn't as big anymore. Mikey and I had moved on to Scotch. We were busy. Yeah, we were busy dudes. We went from what? Jack to Black to Blue Label? No, Black Label. Blue. If my sponsor is listening, I'm still sober, I promise. But yeah, that's basically all the Sarkathons. Uh, I, I do. Do remember... we know who who won this Sarkathon? I don't know the name. No. I'm sure, there's. I know there was a website where I got to see. It's like an archive, internet archive thing, and I know that they probably have like the old videos from X Play, where they uh, announce the uh, the winners. So there is a way to find out. Uh, so, why would this be the last one? Like, why did did Sar continue this with every like new iteration of Halo, or does this is this it? Oh, that's the weird part. Is it just kind of ended there? I I remember him doing like some other stuff where he do that uh, kill zone uh, too. I think he tried to do like some contest within that. I think it was like 
whoever can like beat the campaign on the hardest difficulty in the fastest time that was like the best <laughs> they could he was trying other stuff i think he did do a world of warcraft one like a hide and seek where he said hey if you find me that's what i was i was curious about with the sarkathon is like sark's career was you know he was growing so it was like i was wondering if the halo sarkathons were becoming less and less of a uh, necessity for him to do you know that, that's what i was thinking his name was like now getting out there it's like hey this sarkathon thing people are liking this this is kind of cool you would think he would keep trying to continue it even though halo 3 was kind of ending halo reach was at that point coming out like in a year so you would think he'd move on to that to halo reach and continue on but no he didn't or you think microsoft would just throw a bunch of money at it and just make it a thing yeah sponsor it themselves or something but no he uh as far as i could tell at that point he he left x-play and joined machinima and that's where him and uh, those other youtubers scene anders and hutch that's where they kind of did their thing and became popular and then um last i checked he, he does occasionally stream on twitch and posts on his youtube channel but he's not not like a a big timer like you know pewds or markiplier or anything like that so sark i think sark occasionally plays with i think he i forgot I've, I've seen him in a few other people's videos i just can't remember if it's the vanos crew or if it's like uh with with um and i know they had a name i just can't think of it right now yeah it, it's it just seemed like he he had the a good jump start like he could become something bigger but i don't know if he just wasn't as interested in it or he just kind of half fast it kind of thing just really didn't take advantage like you've got something here keep building upon it and just as time goes on just only his true fans are still watching him but he's not really like growing anymore as far as i can tell is Machinima still around? I thought Machinima shut down too, no? They, yeah, they went out of business, didn't they? No, they got bought out by some company. And oh. the crazy thing is, so this company that inherits Machinima, suddenly every video on Machinima's YouTube channel gets deleted. So I guess this company comes in as like, they've got probably all these copyright strikes on them because it was crazy. The people that would make videos give them to machinima to post on their youtube channel and it's kind of like that gray area where it's like eh, they're using content or playing music in the videos that you know the music industry would come after them for so they just deleted all the videos and didn't want to take well yeah if, if they're if they're all the videos are getting demonetized then i can see why a company would be like well then just scrub the just scrub the whole channel exactly we're not going to make money on it you know so that's basically what happened is Machinima got absorbed and then they're just like, eh, it's not worth having. Just scrub it. And I think a lot of the guys from Machinima went all different places. I know a few guys went to Funhouse mm -hmm. and Rooster Teeth and um, a, a lot of guys popped up, popped up everywhere. Mm -hmm. In this day and age, he's lucky he hasn't had a, you know, some kind of controversy. You know, so oh yeah, we just finished a whole series where every single person was worse than the person before it. Yeah, we did uh, Wings of Redemption, then we did Game Life, right? 
Yeah, the game life crew were one we did, were and, basically one person almost tried to shoot up a school. And then we did Mini Lad, so you know. Yeah. Mini Lad had the fourteen year old almost girlfriend. So yeah, things things get bad in that Twitch sphere. I'll just say that. Yeah, no, Sark luckily, as far as I could find, nothing too crazy like you guys would talk about on your other episodes. And sometimes guys just fade off. Like, uh, like did either of you guys watch uh, anything from like Beastie? Remember Beastie? I I do remember the name. Yeah. Yeah, he used to do a lot of reaction videos, and mm -hmm. he was getting really popular. And then just one, you know, he just kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. Which is just kind of crazy. He's just like, yeah, just kind of got busy and stuff. And... That happened to a lot of YouTubers. Yeah, that they they. They blow up. They have like all this fame, attention, and either they just don't capitalize on it, or they just grow bored and like, yeah, no, yeah. Um, that's all I've got. Unless you got something else, Brett. No, man. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot uh, for uh, giving us an insight into this uh, this uh, crazy uh, little, uh, Halo tournament thing, man. I, uh, you know, I Halo's a game that I've really. Uh, I've, I've really dug and I've, I've, I've only played, you know, a handful of hours with, you know, because I wasn't mm -hmm. a big uh, Xbox. I had a 360, but I never really got hardcore into the uh, Xbox realm. But that was mm -hmm. between that and uh, only a few other games was almost like, dude, this game, I would play it all the time if I had more uh, availability to the Xbox. So, yeah. And this and yeah, cool. stories like this makes me want to be like, yeah, I could. I could probably get into it a way lot more, you know, gets me more. Mm -hmm. It'll definitely get me more to uh, check out your videos. And I kind of research the whole topic because I just, I yeah. dig all that kind of stuff, you know, I think it's important to keep it as like internet history so people can remember. Oh yeah. Back then that was the coolest thing. So. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. important to archive. <laughs> Absolutely. There's, there's some stuff there's, so much stuff going on in this uh this crazy crazy digital realm dude that you know i'm glad uh people like you and you know me and mikey are trying to you know at least put down some kind of uh you know some kind of stamp on it so like remember this you know in some it's something form, that doesn't you know? get a whole lot of play you know you just need to yeah. go back